Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A gospel reading from the second chapter of John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the third though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you, my friends in faith. Now, the first Sunday of November, it's All Saints Sunday, a chance to remember the saints who've died in our congregation in the last year. We've got pictures. We chime a bell for every person that we remember. The second Sunday of Epiphany typically is the day, traditionally, that we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. In the past, we've invited anyone who's been baptized in the past year to come forward and be recognized. But during the pandemic, we've started a new tradition. We've been keeping the pictures of those who've been baptized. And we've put together a slideshow with the special music, which we showed last Sunday. What we haven't done, at least to the best of my knowledge, is to celebrate and acknowledge all of the weddings that we have. Now, in full disclosure, we haven't had as many weddings as we typically would funerals or baptisms. In fact, fewer weddings happen inside the sanctuary than they used to. But personally, I jump at the opportunity to be able to preside when I'm asked to go on the road. You know, I love it when a couple wants a a pastor or a deacon to come and, and be part of their special day, because that really does give us an opportunity to make that experience holy, to be able to say that this ceremony is blessed before God. For a little bit of perspective, I, I think about funerals. Funerals are a chance to tell the story about how God was present in that person's life. We hear that when not only... I'm sharing the word, but also through eulogies of people of sharing memories. At a funeral, the good news is that the work is done. The loved one is now at peace. 
this loved one who's no longer with us on earth is experiencing the eternal joy of resurrection. I love sharing those stories of the saints in our lives and to celebrate why God's grace matters so much. Weddings are just a different ball of wax. There's a lot more that's unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. What will this couple grow to become? How will God guide this couple into their shared future? Honestly, most of the time, one of the people who's coming forward has a connection to the church, but not always. Sometimes one of the people who's getting married doesn't have any religious beliefs. It leads us to some conversations of, hey, have you talked about how faith's going to be integrated into your relationship? Get some thinking about things like Christmas traditions. Hey, what are you going to do on Christmas? How will you celebrate with usually two sets of families, sometimes more? How are you going to have faith part of your life as a couple moving forward? I remind them that as a couple, that when they trust that God is with them, walking alongside them in their marriage, they'll never be walking alone. Jesus is like that third wheel that you always want to be there. There are so many unknowns, but in many ways, unlike a funeral, those stories have yet to be written, which is why I rely on their shared stories that brought them together in the first place. I like to explore where God has been in their relationship. Where do they see God at work? There's a line from our reading today about the wedding of Cana that that I just, I keep coming back to and I've been thinking about all week. You know, there's this really interesting dialogue between Jesus and his mom, right? I mean, if you, if you didn't catch the subtleness of what's going on there, read it again. I mean, Mary, Mary comments to Jesus like, hey, hey, the wine ran out. And Jesus is kind of short with his mom. I, I think some of you might be like, now, Jesus, that's a little rude. You're being impolite to your mother. And Jesus said, well, Mom, what, what concern is that to you or me? So Mary goes all in. You know, I can't, I can't help but think about what Mary would have thought. You know, like, she has seen Jesus, and she knows what Jesus can do. Can you just imagine Jesus at birthday parties growing up? I digress. Imagine what Mary's response, though, is. She knows that Jesus can do something about it. And even though he seems to tell her to just ignore the problem, Mary can't help herself. And she turns to the servants, and she just says, do whatever he tells you. Okay. And that line right there is honestly what it's all about. Even in our doubts or skepticism, Mary is confessing a truth here that we should always keep in mind. If this is the only thing you take away from today, do what Jesus tells you, that's a good takeaway. This could be my advice to every single couple that I meet. When faced with decisions or troubles or the unknown, that's a great time to do whatever Jesus tells you. Turn to Jesus in your prayer life. Listen to the guidance from God. Oftentimes that answer will come into focus. You know, there's another interesting feature in this story. I mean, we have really no indication who this wedding is for. It's just a very brief uh, moment where 
even the wedding couple's part of this story, I can't help but wonder, like, why is Jesus invited to this wedding? Is this part of family? Is, is Jesus kind of the local celebrity? Why are all of his disciples allowed to come too? I mean, wouldn't that be an excessive burden? Like, if I was told, hey, you can come to this wedding and bring a plus one, I think it would be kind of weird to bring a plus 12. <sighs> this wedding couple isn't part of the story. We don't know where things are going to go for this couple after this. But this is such an integral part of the story. This is where the story really gets started in John's gospel. And perhaps I've got weddings on my mind because I just had the gift of presiding over that wedding uh, yesterday of Weston and Rachel. They were, they were married in Mayer, Minnesota, in a beautiful venue. Uh, they're a really fun couple, very playful. Uh, they had a, a lot of uh, a great sense of humor. So it really made for the, for the day to be really fun. Uh, Rachel grew up at Faith. She was baptized and confirmed here. So I really enjoyed getting to know them. And as we were talking about the, the service, we, we actually had a rehearsal here at Faith. Uh, but like many weddings that I do, that service was actually held in a barn outside of the cities. And so as we were getting ready and we were having that time together uh, for the rehearsal, we were talking about the service. And, and I asked them about, hey, you know, it's Minnesota. Like, have, have you thought about the weather? How are you going to handle pictures if, if, you know, things happen? And Rachel was pretty matter-of-fact. You know, she goes, Pastor John, here's the deal. When you get married in January in Minnesota, you know what you're going to get. So we had a snowstorm on Friday. It was below zero on Saturday morning. But by the time the wedding rolled around, it was about 20 degrees and sunny. It was a beautiful day for them to be able to walk in and just beautiful enough for them to be able to go outside and take some pictures. She said another thing. You know what, though? In October, you don't always know what you're going to get. Isn't that the truth? So as I kind of frame this message today about some of the weddings, I'm going to squeeze past a little bit past the year. So I'm going to look back to October 2020. And I'm going to remind you of of Ash and Matt. Ash and Matt had planned on their wedding being here at Faith. uh, But because of the COVID numbers at the time and being able to gather inside a building, they said, well, let's, it's October. It's going to be just beautiful weather. Let's plan on having this weather outside. And you see what's in the picture. Snow. We had the October snowstorm in 2020. What could have been a disaster actually made this so memorable as their loved ones were cheering them on wearing snow caps. Fifteen months later, just before Christmas, the two of them welcomed a son into the world, Oliver. I think about them and pray for them. I'm so excited for where that story continues to take them. COVID has directly or indirectly affected every wedding uh, since this started. Something about each of these weddings has changed or hasn't quite happened the way that we expected it to. For example, today is the one-year anniversary. So happy anniversary to Lisa and Eric. They were married here at Faith Lutheran Church among a small group of friends and family. Due to COVID, their venue canceled on them a week before the wedding. Yet we were able to pivot and have an awesome ceremony here in the sanctuary. Lisa loves the wintertime, like 
like more than anybody I know. Her wedding wish was to have snow on her wedding day. And as I drove home that day to snowflakes, I just knew how happy she was that her wedding wish came true. Uh, Deacon Nina, you presided over the wedding of Kelly and Andy, uh, Kelly and Andy Baber. Andy's the grandson of Lloyd Sather. He's one of our old guys. I loved hearing the story about how Lloyd was able to, to read this scripture at the service and then to talk to him afterwards as he shared about what an honor it was to do that. Katie and Bobby made the Forest Lake Times as their I do's were put on hold for a full year. The article was written about how they had to postpone their wedding, but that they knew that they were going to be able to have the wedding the following year. It just so happened that when they scheduled their wedding for the following year, I had agreed to go to boot camp in South Carolina. So I had to have one of my friends, uh, Pastor Keith from uh, Cottage Grove, pinch hit for me. Chad and Michelle made it official after 16 years together. And they were married here in the sanctuary on a Wednesday afternoon this fall. Pivots all over the place. Zach and Laura gave me the Pastor Clowder coffee Yeti mug. They knew me so well, didn't they? I put this to frequent use. This was my wedding gift from them. I told them that every time that I drink from this, which as you know also is quite often that I'm thinking about them and I'm praying for them. I think about them every time I take a sip. I've known Bill Quick for years. So when he and Amanda were married, I mentioned to him during the service, I I talked about how much Bill loves the Minnesota Twins, as much as I do. And I compared the Minnesota Twins and their method of building a team as this foundational work. Not unlike the foundational work that they would put into their relationship how building a relationship and building a foundation in Jesus, like Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount, was essential. And let me be honest with you, even Jesus would have a hard time with the Yankees during October. <laughs> After rescheduling about four times, Scott and Sarah were able to say, finally, I do, each for the second time. But the theme of the day was the acknowledgement of the power and grace of having second chances. You know, the scripture that couples typically choose for a wedding, honestly, one of the, one of the go-to passages, it seems like all of the scripture passages focus on love. Love is at the center of why we're there. But when you actually read the scripture, whether it's Jesus or Paul talking about love, it's, it's not the kind of love that we would find in a rom-com movie. It's, it's actually the kind of love where you care for your neighbor, the kind of love that goes beyond self, the kind of love that is poured out for the sake of another. And so it's a lot like the story today. It's a lot like how Jesus tells his servants, these servants who are there, go and take those empty jars. They're empty. There's nothing in them. Take these old Jewish purification ritual jars and then go fill them with water. And when they return, this water has actually turned into new wine. The old becomes new. Think about how in the saying of the I do's, the the couples are actually saying, I will. They're actually talking about what they're promising in the future. These two people who come before us Their old selves are committing to the newness of what comes next. And so that's how this comes around full circle for us. Because I think that's a helpful way for us to frame our relationships with our neighbors, with ourselves. 
that the old is not discarded. The old informs the new. The old has the wisdom that we can glean that we take with us into these relationships. And so through these past two years, I mean, we have been much more aware of the ways that we do new practices while thinking of old traditions. Our annual meeting next week is going to still happen. It's just going to be in a new way of telling the story. Our refugee support in this congregation is using old-fashioned hospitality to encircle a family in a new way. Deaconina, even prayer lab, which is a new tradition to faith, has stepped back from the old habits to take on a new spin by going on the road. And I have to say that that was very moving today. (laughs) The old made new. We don't have to be afraid of what comes next. We do whatever Jesus tells us. Now, this is great advice for any marriage, but it's actually pretty sound advice for us. It's a great way for us to be able to get through each day through sickness and health, as long as we all shall live. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.